This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody, on this Saturday, uh, dry Saturday. We've got to get some rain coming, I think, tomorrow or, or whenever, so... Uh, see where that goes uh 866-979-ESPN 206-421-ESPN let's start off and of course we'll take your phone calls for the next three hours uh and then of course let's get started with some headlines well russell wilson did have surgery on that middle finger of his right hand and so it looks like he could be out as much as six to eight weeks maybe it could be four to six but uh, he had two problems with it. It's called a mallet uh, sprain. And <clears throat> the mallet sprain uh, prevents his finger from uh, moving and, of course, uh, just kind of leaves it stiff. And that, so that put him in a position where they had to do something. And so what this answer was to have the surgery. And so down in Los Angeles, he had the surgery and that took care of that. In the meantime, we don't know if Chris Carson is going to be able to play next Sunday in the uh, Pittsburgh game because of his uh, problems that he has uh, with, with the uh, neck injury. So things look pretty bad for the 1-3 and three Seattle Seahawks as a defense right now is one of the worst in NFL history. And everything seems to be going bad right now on what's been a very bad start to the season. Uh, as far as uh, other things in the National Football League, Jimmy Garoppolo ends up uh, finding out he's not going to be able to start. Uh, the uh, He's got the calf injury he suffered right before the half of the Seattle game. And so that means that Trey Lance is getting the start for the San Francisco 49ers. The uh, problem right now, it looks like Teddy Bridgewater may have a chance to, to be able to start. He has to be cleared today for concussion protocol. And if he is, then he's going to be able to go back and be able to start uh, going against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get started with JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How you doing this fine? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Got to hang in there, you know. The only thing you got to do, Mr. Clayton, when it comes to the Hawks, the defense has got to rally around, and Geno Smith has got to do minimal turnovers. Yep, that's true. And and, and, and they got to do something on defense. Yep, the defense has got to rally around them. You've seen it in the past. Mm-hmm. Teams that lost starting quarterbacks, defense picks up the pace, run the ball, and minimal turnovers. Mm-hmm. And you can be successful. You can be. You can be successful in doing that. Well, I mean, they have three games coming up. You know, Pittsburgh right now is kind of like Seattle, one of the ma- mm-hmm. two major disappointments in the league. And then you've got, uh, you know, the situation coming up. They've got you know, your Saints, and you would agree with me yeah. that the Saints aren't the same team as they were last year. No, no, they're not. They're, and, they're, and, they're Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde. One day they stand up, they look like unbeatable. Mm-hmm. The next time they stand up, they look average. They, they Jekyll and Hyde. It's hard to predict what you're going to get from them. Yeah, exactly. Right and then uh, yeah. they got Jacksonville after that. And, of course, Jacksonville's the worst team in football, particularly with yeah. Urban Meyer as the coach. And then they got a bye week. So, you know, if they can go 3-0, and which may be a lot to ask, but maybe if they can do that, that puts them at 5-3 and three and keeps them at least in the wild card race. Yeah, yeah. Because that is, is a very tough race, especially in the West. Dealing with with the Rams, uh-huh. Arizona. Now San Francisco took a step back. 
They're mm-hmm. taking a step back. Yeah, you can see it now. They're starting Trey Lance over there going against Arizona, which I think that's a tall order for him to go over there and win a game. Yeah. Over there in Arizona. Yes. I don't see that happening. That, yeah, you've got to say, you got to hold serve. If you don't hold serve right now, it's going to be a problem. Mm hmm. No question. Yep. Yep. You've got to hold serve. In fact, to keep up with the West at the way at the rate it's going and where it's going right now. You you've gotta you've gotta get back in in order right now. But hey, basically let's talk about a few of these games that's coming up Sunday. Not too many big key games, but there's a few. Mm-hmm. I like I like the Cleveland Charger game. No doubt. No doubt. Cle- Cleveland coming coming to California to play the Chargers. Chargers are red hot. Playing the good of most all three phases of the ball. You know, offense, defense and special teams. Uh, Cleveland brings a pretty good defense. They pack a pretty decent defense coming to town. I think it's going to boil down between the play of Breaking Mayfield against Justin Herbert. What do you think? Yeah, because I mean Justin Herbert looks great. He really does. I mean, clearly he looks like the best quarterback in last year's draft. Uh, I don't. We'll see where Joey Joey Burrow goes, but uh, Joey franchises now. They want to call him down in Cincinnati right now. But uh, no, I think that uh, that looks real good because he is a, a talented quarterback. I mean, Brandon Staley right now looks like uh, he's now competing for Coach of the Year. That's how good he is. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, the the Browns. I mean, Baker Mayfield's having problems with his shoulder, and he's not throwing the ball as well. Uh, but still, they've got the good running game. Kevin Stefanski is coach, and you're right about how good their defense can be. Yes. They can be, it can be a, top, top notch, a good top-notch defense. So mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to see strength on strength as far as how the Chargers are playing on that side of the ball, the opposite side of the ball. And you're right, Justin Herbert is getting rid of that football. Speaking of Joey Franchise, Joe Burrow against Green Bay over there in, in Bengaltown. Mm-hmm. That ought to be a pretty interesting game. I'm not saying he, the Bengals are like one of the better teams in the league, but from no. you know, winning these confidence, would you agree? What's that? There? I mean, they're better, but I don't know how good they are. Not, not even how good they are. But that, that, that's going to be a pretty interesting game. The, the reason I say that, the Packers really, their pass rush. Do you like their pass rush? No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Zadarius Smith is on injured reserve. Uh, mm-hmm. They, uh, they uh, Preston Smith has not been a factor whatsoever. So they they don't have much of a pass rush, if any. No, it's insane. If you can't get to him, he can he can operate within the means of getting something done. Mm-hmm. And I like the tight end, the tight end of Cincinnati. I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I think he can. Yeah. He got hurt last year. Right. He's back. Missed, missed the he's, season. He's looking pretty good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So that ought to be a pretty interesting game. You were talking about Teddy Bridgewater coming up the concussion protocol. Now, going to Pittsburgh, it, are they, they going to get Watt back? You mean, what, T.J. Watt? Yeah, he's going to be back. Yeah, T.J. Watt. He's going to play? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's an interesting. That's another one. Now, if Teddy Bridgewater is not out there for Denver, that mm-hmm. can level up their playing field. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah, because you, you look at it last last week against Baltimore. You know, Baltimore is a team that's been playing like a mass shooter all year. They went to Denver and did a pretty good job on them once once Bridgewater went out that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. So I mean, Pittsburgh is a team right now. They're on a high desperation call. They need a win. 
that could, that, that could be a possible win for Pittsburgh. What do you think? Very possible. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think that, uh, you know, particularly being at home, they may have a chance. I mean, they may, they might be considered the favorite, but uh, we'll see. You know, Big Ben is not Big Ben. Big Ben looks no. like Little Ben. No, he looks like a little Ben that needs to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious, Mr. Clayton. You know, it's, it's a time in, in your career when you start to see and recognize what you see. He he is not the same guy. Anymore. No, absolutely not. No, that's why I don't understand how Mike Tomlin and those guys don't start to run the ball a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you got the, you got the well, running and, back. And, and Denver has to do the same thing. Yes. Yes, of course. If Teddy Bridgewater is definitely not there, then he just start cranking on that run, mm-hmm. try to stabilize and keep keep their defense off the field from tearing exploding. I look at Denver's defense; they're a fast defense. But do you call them a physical defense? Uh, Denver or Pittsburgh? Denver. Uh, not really. No. No, I, that's a defense that to me you look like you can make some hay running the ball out. Mm-hmm. To me, they're built for okay, well, they got right? they got they got three young linebackers, particularly with uh, Bradley Chubb and uh, being on IR, and they lost Josie Jewell for the season. Yeah, yeah, that running the ball, mm-hmm. run the ball right out of Mr. Clayton, see what they made of, you know, and that that's what I would do if I was if I was I was the Denver Broncos going right, there. right, yeah, that'd be very interesting. Yeah, you believe in Dallas, Mr. Clayton? Uh, I do. I mean, I believe I believe in Dak Prescott because Dak right now is having an MVP season. They've got three good receivers: Ezekiel Elliott. You know, they have a, the, maybe the best offensive line in football. Defense is better, not great, but still, I believe in them because particularly they're in a division that doesn't have a winning team. True, true, understandable. They don't have a, they, you know, they don't. They're not being. Um, they don't have anybody that's formidable in their division right now. They definitely can come up and punch them in the mouth nope. and see what they're made of. No, no. They they showed Philadelphia that it wasn't that. You know, uh, the Washington football team, I don't know what happened to that defense. I have no idea. Be, that was supposed to be a top 10 defense. They look like a bottom 30 defense. Well, they're, they're, sec- they they're, they're second worst in the league right now. Wow. Unbelievable. Second worst. I, yeah. Yeah. But you're right about that, Prescott. Man, he's dropped. He he is impressive right now. He's impressive. He's playing some real good football right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is, I think they need to run the ball a little bit more. Do you, do you feel Zeke is kind of a notch down from what he normally was? Who's that, Ezekiel? Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean they they tend they, they tend to pass the ball a little bit too much, but uh, you know Ezekiel's not getting the opportunities. They like Tony Pollard. Uh, as a backup, he's done good good things. But uh, yeah, overall, they they definitely need to run the ball more. Definitely. But what was up with Jalen Smith? Was that they coming out to say was that more of a cap move of getting rid of him? I mean, no, it was. It was it was more than bad personnel decisions because they decided whatever for whatever reason that they did not uh, you know they weren't going to put the fifty year option on. Uh, uh, you know the one linebacker from the last couple of years, and so then all of a sudden here they pay Jalen Smith, and you know like most teams right now you're only using two linebackers, and so uh, you know that put them in a position now where he's making a lot of money, and they end up cutting him. So crazy. 
talking about Kyle Vanderish. Kyle Vanderish, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't put the fifty-year option on him. But you know, I know they paid him seven million dollars to leave this place. Wow. Uh, now he's going to Green Bay. Yeah, that's you know, that I mean, Jalen Smith is a real good football player. Right. He's a, now I can understand what the New England did with Gilmore. They couldn't come to an agreement. They at least they got a seventh round pick for it when they mm-hmm. let him walk out the door. But that's another one. Letting good players go. I like I like that kid Jackson. That that corner Jackson with the ring on him. I think he's solid. Mm-hmm. On Cardi, they're solid over there. That that end. And I, you know, Bill Belichick is just how he operates. But I, I just didn't understand the Jalen Smith one. Twenty-six year old linebacker, twenty-six yeah. high level football. Yeah, that's something. Right. Okay, last thing, Mister Clay. Buffalo, we love we love the best one. Buffalo and Kansas City. Oh, that's going to be a great one. Shootout. Think it'll no. be a shootout. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I, I'm gonna tell you something, Mr. Clayton. Buffalo's defense is not nothing to, to shake a leg and say that they're they're pretty good defense. Uh huh. I got Kansas City has got some leakage on their side of the ball on the defensive side. I don't like Kansas City's defense. I don't think they get after you know besides the big fella in the middle. They don't really they don't they don't really have a significant pass rush. Their linebackers are kind of decent, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's primarily on Patrick Mahomes to score a lot of points. He can put you behind the eight ball. You know, now, I'm going to tell you right now, Buffalo can put up some points on them. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, right now, what do they have, like a 90-point uh, point differential in the league, which is the most in football? Yeah. They, they, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty aggressive on that defensive side. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be surprised, Mr. Clayton, if the Buffalo Bills circle the wagon and beat Kansas City. Yeah, very well could. It could be as a possibility. Hey, JB, thank you for the phone call. Mr. Clayton, we'll talk next Saturday, my friend. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710-ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? Good morning, John. How are you? Hanging in there. Okay, good. Good, John. Uh, we got some nice fall weather out there, John. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting It's getting cold. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about anybody else, but I, I, I like this kind of weather, and uh, I enjoy it. You know, not too hot, not too cold. Yeah, get out there and get some exercise. Yeah, the hot, the hot weather just killed me this summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, I never have had allergies before, and I got allergies, and they've been bad now since I don't know, uh, you know April. I mean, it's been bad. Oh wow. That's not good. No, I, don't, I want to go get that checked out, John. Get some medicine for it or something. No, I'm, I mean, I'm taking some stuff, but uh, you know, it's just it's just been brutal. Because again, when you don't never have anything, and this is all new, you just don't know what it's supposed to be like. Yes. Yeah. I remember when I moved to Virginia, and there was all kinds of stuff in the air I'd never encountered before. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to go to a doctor, and they they said, "Well, you're you're not allergic to anything." I go, "Well, that's good. At least I knew that." But yeah. Still, you know, when the weather weather changes and there's different conditions out there, it, it can get to you. Or, you know, I think your body changes too sometimes, John. Very well, yeah. Yeah. 
So, John, the Raiders are uh, three and one. Uh, I mean, I think the team really had no answer for Herbert and the Chargers when no. you look at the game in, in, in its entirety. Well, particularly with the injuries in the secondary. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. they lose what their top two cornerbacks. That didn't help. Right. Yeah, uh, Casey Hayward, who's actually had a really good start to the year, um, made pro football focuses, you know, and made their all-pro team for the first four games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much that really counts for anything, but he's played really well. Um, and he's always played at a Pro Bowl level anyway. I think he made, he made the Pro Bowl in his, in his six or seven-year career five, five, five times. So mm-hmm. he played well, but he was in intermittently. He was in and out and in and out. It was good to see that the team rallied with what they had to try to come up with a defense, but they really had no answer for the Chargers. Got a hand at the Chargers. I mean, they kicked the Raiders' butt up yeah. and down the field in all three phases of the game. I know the Raider Nation doesn't want to hear that, but it's true. But it, actually, it's a blessing in disguise in the sense that, you know, you get your butt kicked a few times and, you know, and then you got to correct for it. And any good team, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond um, this weekend against the Bears when they host the Bears in Vegas. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of uh, the racial type of uh, email that was sent by John Gruden on uh, DeMora Smith? You know, DeMora yeah. Smith, of course, getting re-voted re- in t- uh, for another year as the right. head of the union. But, uh, you know, and he had, to po- you know, he had to talk to the team. He had to put out a public apology. The owner's right. mad at him for those comments. What the right. heck happened there? Right. Well, okay, it's 10 years ago. Yeah. John Gruden wasn't in the employ of the NFL in any capacity. He was an announcer for ESPN. Mm-hmm. We, know, we all know what he did with Monday Night Football, and I think he, he, I think the recipient of that email was someone he used to work with, Bruce Allen, who was in, in, in front office. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, first, uh, the the Raiders, then he went over to Tampa Bay, and then he ended up in uh, with the Washington Football Team. So, and you know, Gruden, and I'm not apologizing for the comment, by the way. No, uh, Gruden, Gruden is petulant, <laughs> and he he gets he gets angry really quick. You, you, I mean. I don't think anyone that's witnessed his behavior on the sidelines would, or for that matter, in other interactions with the NFL and in the media. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any bit of surprise that he's that way. No, not at the all. The thing is the choice of the words and and what that can mean, and it shows a real lack of judgment on his part. And while he has a really good um, uh, um, has a really good record with uh, no kinds of these kind of comments in the past, uh, either um, publicly or privately, um, it, it came out, and that's never a good thing. And um, <laughs> and we can get into other comments about other players recently in the NFL, and, and also people that are in a management capacity. You can you can think all you want, not that it's good to think these things, but then you say it, that's not good. No. Or you put it in an email, be careful. I mean, uh, it's just, you know, think twice before you hit the, the send button on your emails. Yeah, that's and what, what Herbert Herb Ed, uh, Edwards say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I good. I'm glad he said that. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's an unfortunate comment, especially for a franchise that has always gone out of it to look into the equity issue mm-hmm. uh, in all capacities of you know, people of color, women in the business. I mean, those kind of things. Uh, it's just not good. So, and some people are now clamoring for more of a of an apology. And when you make an apology, what it, what gives it credence is if there's lots of meaning behind it, and you truly you truly regret, and you truly have remorse for what you did. Um, a lot of people are claiming that that's not the case. I think Gruden is just trying to blow it off, and that's mm-hmm. not good. When people sense that, that's not a good thing, John. 
No, it isn't because, again, the players are not going to respect you. Uh, people in the league aren't going to respect you. Certainly, DeMora Smith's not going to respect you. And so, yeah, it's a bad situation. Right, and, and, and uh, um, you know, black professionals have had to deal with this in the past where, you know, they're at the table mm-hmm. and they're, they're negotiating or they're doing something. And then, uh, and and yet, these private thoughts are still there, and they, they realize it. And it's something they've always had to overcome. And it's just, it's just an unfortunate mental and spiritual uh, block, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I just think it's just not not needed. And uh, it, you know, I think that the, I think that John needs to come up with a better apology than what he came up with. Did you see the comments that Bosa made after the game this past Monday night? Yeah, I know. I mean, what a bonehead. Yeah. I mean, you, you just don't say that stuff. And when, when you have people like Shannon Sharp come out, and I don't follow that guy. I mean, he's just a blabbering, you know what. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did play ball. He is right. going to be in the Hall of Fame if he's not in already. And and he was a great tight end. Uh, but he was no fan of the Raiders. And sometimes I said, look, you don't say that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You just let your you let your, your stuff on the field stand for what it is. You don't say stuff like that. And, of course, hey, kind of explain was, explain what he said. Well, he said that, you know, we knew that if we gave him pressure that he would get shook, and he mm-hmm. was shook, or something along those lines. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing. Right. But, yeah, they gave Derek Carr the most pressure that he's had in a game, thus the result. And they do have a good defensive line, for mm-hmm. sure. No doubt. Um, and, and he's been good at it for, what, three years now. Mm-hmm. He has a force to be reckoned with. And they also have a rookie right tackle that's playing against him, who, by the way, is ranked number 32 out of 32 teams mm-hmm. as far as the starting right tackle. So the Raiders addressed that this week. They moved him into guard to see if they could, that could shore up the line. So your suspicions about the offensive line, even though I didn't think they were um, um, as legit as they could be, proved to be correct, John. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I just look at it. It's like you get rid of three starters on the offensive line in trades, and you got Richie uh, Incognito, who's hurt all the time and heck can't play. I mean, four-fifths of your offensive line is getting fixed. Right, right. And there are other teams that have gone through this, too. Yeah. And I was criticizing the Chiefs earlier in the year because they have the same situation. Yeah. But look what they've done. They've, they've actually done a decent job, not a great job. Not a great job. They're 2-2, they're, they're two and two, but they've done a decent job, probably better than any other team out there in the NFL. Yeah. With that hey, Jim, Jim got, got to run. Okay, John, take care. All right, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Neil in Seattle. Hey, Neil. Hey, John, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm okay. So I've been a Jets fan since 1980. Die mm-hmm. hard. Good, bad, humiliating. I don't care. I have a Sam Darnold bobblehead in the Sanchez jersey. Um, I, I, I love the Jets. I, I think one day our day is going to come. When I first moved here in 2012, I went to the Jets-Seahawks game at CenturyLink, and the fans were really mean to me. Like, I was with my six-year-old nephew, and people were cursing, saying things. I'm from New York. That's yeah. not even shocking to me. And I'm not, I'm not dissing all the 12. I know there's a lot of great people out there, but since then, I've heard it against the Seahawks because I wanted those particular people to stuff. And now, with our top 10 draft pick in Dino Smith's hands, I'm feeling like karma's coming around. What, what do you think? Do you think the two uh, potential top 10, top 15 picks, we might be able to turn things around next year? For the Seahawks, very possible, yeah, because, again, if this season slips away, you know, they're not going to be certainly drafting in the 20s because they're not going to go to the playoffs. Uh, they could be drafting, you know, 10 to 15, something like that. And, of course, that'll be a disaster because, you know, you, you've got so much the expectations on this team, a 12-win team that added to their team and didn't subtract, and now all of a sudden they look terrible. 
So if the Jets get say, top five and the top six, oh, and then, oh, the Jets, the Jets are going to be top five. Yeah, I, I want the Jets to turn it around. I don't care. About the oh yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that our pick is in Gino's uh, in Gino's hand. I mean, even though I actually like Gino when he first came out, I I still find it's karma because he's obviously not Russell Wilson. He's the one yeah. Of the what, what do you think? But, what do you think of Zach Wilson? I I really like him. You know, I I, I know I I mean he he's a rookie quarterback. He's 22 years old. He's making a lot of mistakes, and people are already throwing the Sanchez flag, but, you know, I think he's still in flashes. I think with a little maturity and a little uh-huh. uh, little help around him, I think he's going to be really good. I don't know if he'll be, you know, Aaron Rodgers, but I think he could be at least, you know, you know, like a Stafford kind of guy, somebody pretty pretty decent. Right, right. What, what do you think? I mean, I, I the only thing that scares me is how frail he looks. He's just yeah. so skinny and, what, 6'2 and light and all that stuff. I mean, that that yeah. scares me a little bit. I mean, talent-wise, he looks good. He got the win last week. That was good. Well, he, I, I, I mean, what I like about him and don't like about him is he, he likes to improvise. And when yeah. it works, you think it's great. Like, oh, well, look at that. And when it doesn't work, you're like, oh, yeah. why is he improvising? I know. <laughs> Even the coach said when he made that 53-yard pass to Corey Davis when he rolled out of the pocket, and, and waved him down the field. He was going, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, like, he was like, yes, 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 yes. So, you know, that's pretty terrifying. But, like, you know, Russ is a great improviser. And, and that is something you, you need to be able to, to make quick choices and see when the play breaks down. So, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. My, my fear is if they don't build enough around him and he gets sacked, Russ level, you know, is, is he going you know, to fail and then go to Carolina and become good? Yeah. I'm all for Sam. I'm so happy for him. And even though I don't like the Seahawks, I'm a diehard Mariners fan. I've been a season ticket holder since 2015. And I'm so proud of them. Go Mariners. And thanks for taking my call. Hey, Neil, thank you. 866 970 ESPN 204 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Rick in Twin Lakes. Hey, Rick. Hey, good morning, John. <laughs> good morning. First, I'd like to give a shout-out to Raider Jim. It was a very good call. Oh, thank you. Got his uh, point across, you know, in a gentlemanly fashion, you know, uh-huh. not being too critical of anyone. But um, he's always a good call, but it was yeah. very exceptional today. Um, I'm going to use these four words that I hate to use. Never does me any good, especially when I use them to my wife, which is, uh, I told you so. Um, I thought the Seahawks, uh, like I said, I, I, I said I thought the Seahawks could win in, uh, against the 49ers, and they was going to have a lot of trouble against the Rams. Yeah. And, of course, they did. But um, the thing is, um, yeah, we're starting to see the same thing uh, over and over again. Now, there was a guy, a caller on your show, uh, Jet who tried to tell us about Jamal Adams, but, um, you know, he was kind of stymied a little bit. But yeah. um, the thing is, he said that he was kind of divisive, and he is. The thing that I don't like is him pointing fingers and yelling at players on the field uh-huh. when the play happens. And it's, and it's not that player's fault. It's Jamal Adams' fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what gets me. And um, coaching staff needs to nip it in the bud. And uh, speaking of coaching, I'm not going to keep hammering on uh, um, anybody should be eliminated, but I do have a question. Is Wade Phillips available as a consultant? Yes. 
Well, that's one thing we could do, uh, bring in fresh eyes, uh-huh. a guy with experience, a guy that has respect around the league. Um, that way nobody would lose their job midseason. They could, you know, um, work the problems out. That's what we need to do. I mean, the, only um, di- the only difference is he's more of a 3-4 guy, even though his 3-4 is more of a 4-3. But, I mean, he'd, he'd be great because yeah, he's so, so good. Yeah, he coach, whether it's 3-4 or 4-3. Um, but, you know, that's his preference. But the, the, the thing is, uh, Jamal Adams is always looking in the backfield. He's always wanting to run up on the – and he gets caught up in the wash so much. Yeah. Um, the one thing you could do if he wants to be uh, in the box – Put him at linebacker in passing situations, and put Ryan Neal deep. And what happened to Ryan Neal last game? Uh, I mean, it was crazy because after the game, Pete Carroll said that uh, they only because they only had like six or seven plays. They couldn't get him in because the uh, line uh, the the Rams fast paced offense with the tempo. Uh, they didn't give him an opportunity to make many in substitutions. Well, uh, all I can say is that there's some there's some things that needs to be uh, fixed. And after the game, I heard Pete Carroll was critical of his coaching staff and the fact that they couldn't fix their defensive problems. Where where do you stand on Ken Norton Jr.? Well, you know where I stand. Like I said, I don't want to keep. I think he's a, a excellent position coach when he was just coaching the linebackers. Yeah. You know, he brought along Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. They were they were uh, rookies when he was helping them out, and he was as a position coach. And but but as far as making adjustments to what the other team is doing, he come out with a game plan and can't make the adjustments when they when they change what they're doing, and he just seems to be overwhelmed at times. Uh, that's all I'm saying. But uh, but the thing is, uh, and and making Carlos Dunlap play def- I mean, uh, pass defense. That's yeah. a big guy. He needs to be on the line, batting down passes, yeah. not pressuring the passes. At least batting him down. He's what six, 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 seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make the make the uh, quarterback try to throw over him. Mm-hmm. But um, but there there are there are solutions. We got talent on that team, and uh, and uh, Mr. Diggs, uh, the safety, mm-hmm. he would not throw anybody under the bus. He would not point fingers at his teammate. He would not um, say anything about the coaching job. He says, "I don't know. All I do, I try to do my job." You know, total pro. He, he tried to stay. For, that's a pro. The pro's pro. But um, but uh, yeah, there's some things that we need to nip in the bud uh, right away. But um, like I said, I um, I'm still a fan. Like I said, I I, bought, well, I first got my season tickets. It was when Rick Meyer was a rookie. Oh wow! And that was after that was right after McGuire experiment yeah, failed. Nineteen ninety two. Because Ken Berry wanted a, a tall quarterback, and you remember the quarterback he passed on? Yeah, it's some guy named uh, Favre. Yeah, I thought he might make it. Maybe he did make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Russell Wilson, I got to feel bad for him. I mean, forty-nine straight, one hundred and forty-nine straight starts, and he's going to miss it. Kudos. I've talked about the negative stuff. Let's say something positive. Geno Smith, starting from the two, and he takes them all the way down the field, and they score. And he and then he comes back and he gets the field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, good start. But um, the thing that's going to happen next is they're going to uh, the league is going to adjust to him. And they're going to try to figure out what he what he's had in the past, and they're going to uh, they're going to try. But he's, he was off to a great start, so hopefully he can keep that going. The other thing I seen something on Thursday I had never seen before, and that's the punter kicking the ball twice. Oh, I know. And the scoop he made, he looked like um, 
he looked like a second baseman, you're leaning in with his glove, scooping that ball up and yeah. then firing it to first. It was and incredible. He scooped that ball up and kicked. Uh, it was a tremendous punt. That was one of the most amazing things that I've seen. Uh, as for, I know Wyman, one of your coworkers, don't like to talk about punters, but that was that was a tremendous. Play. No doubt. I mean, again, it kind of, I mean, you go back to last year when DK Metcalf chased down uh, Buda Baker. That was like the play of the year. And you look at this punt, and so far that is the play of the year. Exactly. But anyway, John, uh, thanks for letting me vent. I think we we got some winnable games on the schedule. Yep. Um, but uh, after that. You know, is um, we got it. We got to get tough. We got to get mean. We got to get lean. We got to play the right players, right? And we got to play smart. Exactly. Hey, Rick, thank you for the phone call. All right, take it. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to John in Rochester, New York. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I'd like to second his um, the last caller's. Uh, his point of uh, Michael Dixon. Yeah. You know, he's one of the few punters in the league that's actually worth putting on a ticket stub. He he actually is fun to go watch as a punter. No, oh, no doubt. He's so, amazing. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's also, one of the best punters I, I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the best since maybe like Brian Mormon. I uh-huh. don't know. I think he's pretty good. But uh, I'm starting to get a little nervous, John, honestly, that this could turn out to be the worst trade in Seahawks history is Jamal Adams' trade. I'm watching this guy, and I hear how great he is from the Jets. I didn't really watch him with the Jets. The guy gets beat by Higby, who's a good tight end, but not great. He, he, he looks lost when the ball is in the air. He gets run over and physically outmatched a lot of times when he's taking on running backs. He, he just is, like, way oversold from what I've actually seen on the field. And I'm starting to get worried that they're just trying to cover up because they know they made a mistake, but they don't want to look dumb for for sending two first-rounders and spending all that money. But he's actually not good. He, he seems to be – it seems to me like the guy's getting burned like five times a game when he's not in the right spot because of mental issues. He's getting beat physically by players. They have him rated on pro football focus as like the 90-something best safety in the league and – that's behind all the backups in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm really starting to worry that this could turn out to be a, a really horrific trade for the Seahawks. Yeah, and it, I mean, it can certainly will set everything back. And uh, if, but I, I still believe in the guy because I think he's so talented. But uh, also, because again, I mean, he's been to three Pro Bowls, three. So well, what a, could be the problem? Because it, I don't everyone know. says, well, maybe it's it's Ken Norton and his scheme, but. Okay, fine, it's the scheme, but when you're getting beat on an out route by Tyler Higby and you're supposed to be the best safety in the league, I mean, and it's constantly happening week after week after week, and the only time you ever notice a guy is when he's rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a glory. I'm really starting to get nervous, at, and, and, and I'm thinking, like, it almost seems like Seattle's coaches know it, but they know they can't say that because they may, then they'll just look like, you know, idiots. Uh-huh. So I, I I don't know. It's starting to really, unless it's something that I'm not seeing with the scheme and they're just not using them right. But man, I really hope that this turns around because that could, like you're saying, that could really set them back paying this guy and with the and then the Jets get our draft pick next year. Yeah, I know. Agreed. 
Because again, it's so, like if if, the, if they have a losing season, which right now is very very possible. I mean, I you know, I, I go back to like Green Bay a couple years ago, several like they're two sixteen or whatever it is, two fifteen, two sixteen. You know, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, and all of a sudden, you know, he misses time, and they go to seven and nine. That's kind of what I'm thinking for this team right now. Yeah, and I actually said that to a lot of the people that I talked to when they made the trade mm-hmm. is. You know, if if Russell were to go down one of those two years, it would it would really be a costly trade, and it turned out to well, what happens. He goes down this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they they must have figured that in when they did it. Yeah, because that's always a possibility. But wow, I really I really hope that this is just some sort of scheme issue. Because if not, this could be this could be way worse than the Graham trade, way worse than any trade I've ever seen Seattle make. Well, I mean, the only thing you know, you, you figure that. It could end up happening because he is talented. Is that uh, I mean, as you get to the trade deadline, if the season slips away, then you try to make some kind of a trade. But obviously, if you're going to make a trade, you're going to have to pay some of the money that he's owed. Yeah, but from what I'm hearing from from other like analysts and stuff like that, is that teams are not only not avoiding Adams, they're looking him up and they're play calling. They're yeah. going after him, which means that. Other GMs are seeing that too, so they're not going to trade for that guy if they think he stinks. No, but I mean that's pretty bad when you're when you're the number one safety supposedly in the league, and you have offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. Where is this guy in the field? Not because I'm afraid of him, but yeah. because I want to I want to target him. So, I know it's not good. Hey Dennis, thank you for the phone call. Yep. Or John, thank you for the phone call. 866-979-ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton shows seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421 ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Good. How's the missus? Uh, doing well. Good, good. A little disappointed we didn't go out to Friday night date night last night. Oh, sorry to hear that. Well, I, I, I've been, uh, I came back from the game on uh, Thursday Thursday night, and I was sick as a dog yesterday. Hmm. Uh, sorry to hear that, John. I hope you feel better. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, did you happen to see the uh, Sunday night game? Uh, yeah. Chargers, Chargers? Boy, I tell you something. This Herbert kid, he's the real deal. No doubt. I think he's going to be classified with Holmes as one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What I like about this kid, I did some research on him. He grew up in Oregon. Yeah. And uh, he had a bucket list of 10 things that he wanted to accomplish. And two of those things came true so far. One was to play for the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And the second was to live in Los Angeles. Wow. Isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, agreed. They showed the paper on TV, pulled it out of his pocket and showed it. And the other uh, eight accomplishments haven't been filled yet, but they will be. I could see it coming. No, this guy, this is guy. Uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, everybody had Tua as the number one, the, the quarterback to take and uh, and all that. And Joe Burrow, obviously, you know, being the other one. But it's like, uh, you know, I, I, everybody, every scout told me this guy is basically, uh, you know, uh, Matt Ryan. And Matt yeah. Ryan, you know, came out in 2008. And uh, not that he went to the playoffs. I mean, what, he went to like three playoffs before he one one but uh matt ryan was great from the very beginning and so is justin herbert yeah he played for oregon and uh, oregon just didn't let him do his thing they just had him under a t- 
tight leash. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really know what they had there. This kid Bear, this, he's a good kid, man. His parents should be proud. Oh, no they doubt. He did a really good job at bringing him up. He's a very humble kid. No doubt. And a great quarterback. Yeah. Hey, John, did you happen to see the Steeler and Green Bay game? Mm, not much, no. I, mean, I, I watched at, that whole game. I was yeah, I remember because dis- I, I was at the uh, – I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, doing the sidelines on the Seahawks game. So. Oh, okay. Boy, I tell you, Ben, I'll be the first Steeler fan to tell you this. I think Father Time's caught up with him. I would agree. The reason why I say that, he missed five throws that he usually makes. Mm-hmm. They were slightly high and slightly low to the receivers. And the announcer made a point that these are throws that Ben used to make a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I yeah. said, you're right. And I noticed when he drops back in the pocket, he's very slow and methodically. He moves like a grandpa. It's just, he's not the same Ben anymore. I think he's done. Yeah, yeah. Big Ben's little Ben right now because he yeah. can't get the ball downfield. I tell you, they play the Broncos tomorrow. That's going to be an interesting game. They're at home at Heinz Field. Yeah. And I like to know what the game plan is. They cannot throw the ball 25 times like they did against Green Bay. Mm-mm. They revert it back to last year. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. They got a running back. It's an all-pro. Figure a way out to get the ball to the running back. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. They're throwing the damn ball down the field, John. Yeah, but they don't throw it long. He can't get it down the field long anymore. You know how much time that eats when you hit these five, ten-yard passes? Yeah. You take a lot of time off the clock. Agreed. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, they got uh, Denver tomorrow, and then the next week, the following, they got Seattle. So those are going to be two games that uh, I want to see what direction they go with the uh, play calling. And again, they've had nothing but home games. Yeah. And I tell you right now, what I'm getting from my relatives in Pittsburgh, there's a lot of people upset. Oh, yeah. And, and I think what's going to happen, if they continue to lose, there's going to be a lot of empty seats there. Oh, wow. That'll be strange. Yeah, it will, especially in Pittsburgh. Hey, John, you take care. Have a good day. All right, Mike. Hey, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206 ESPN. Let's go to Irish Menke. Irish Menke, how are you? Hello, Mr. Clayton. Fantastic. And I hope you and Mrs. Clayton do have a great day today. I hope so. Uh, I hope that... Uh, Arkansas can pull it out against a tough, tough Mississippi State team. Mm -hmm. And, of course, my beloved Irish play a uh, tough, tough game. But they lost one. Uh, Well, so'd your team, Mr. Clayton. What the heck? Yes, they did. They were definitely... Irish, Irish, I don't have a team. Well, the family household does. It's called Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, but yeah, anyway, anyway. But I, I don't have a team. I'm a reporter. Let's. I understand. I understand. Let's just say, though, I'm sure Mrs. Clayton can influence you quite a bit. Anyway, enough said, enough said about that. Uh, really, great calls today, Mr. Clayton. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great calls. Uh, and what, we'll follow up after the last gentleman uh, under the title of Premonition. I heard this week somewhere... Uh, and I can't give you the source or the site to source this time, but uh, I heard uh, somebody comment that uh, Donaldson w- was uh, the fear of the wounded quarterback mm-hmm. uh, for the Seahawks this year. You know, uh, and how how that t- premonition came to play was the hand getting hurt. And the, and the weird part is, 
it's not like he hit Aaron Donald's helmet. He hit Aaron Donald's hand. Oh, I know. It was a high five that was went yeah. bad, Mr. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and so that brings me real quick here to this. Uh, let's just say another caller kind of brought it up about draft picks. Mm-hmm. You, you know, now with technically, well, close to, let's say, a quarter of the season in, you know, the stat geeks are doing projections and figuring out uh, the Seahawks are on the road to a, a losing season. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, top ten draft pick. You said a little higher, but let, let's just play for conversation. No, no, I mean, not higher than top ten, but again, prob- I mean, somewhere in the top 15. Well, you say 15, I say let's just for conversation say top ten. Who do you think they're going to draft? Oh, come on. Well, I, you think they'll you, get a quarterback? <sighs> okay, let's say the top 15. No. No? Okay. So who would who would be in a losing season and a high draft pick? Uh, you think? Do, do, do you think in October I've studied next year's draft? No, no just hypothetically. Just hypothetically, right. I can't go. I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, so after eight games, what? Where's the? I won't know after eight games. I don't study the draft until after the season. All right, okay, that's fine. We can move on. Yeah. So finally, least but not not last. Um, Will Carroll, if if it turns out that mm-hmm. they do have a losing season, uh, and and the fact that uh, you know the they will Carroll stick around for a recruiting for a, a rebuilding? Uh, yeah. You think so? So he's good for after this season. What, yeah, I mean, signed, years, he signed a five-year extension. So yeah, just just curious. Yeah. You know, uh, hey, Irish, thank you for the phone call. Have a great day, Mr. Clayton. Thank Go you. Eight six six nine seven nine espn 206 espn John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.